Hey rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, we put together a list of tips that will help guide you on your journey out of kookdom. I'm your surf coach, Coach Chris, and my partner, Coach Evan, and I started the surf coaching and educational resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Go check it out, become a member, listen to the hundred-something other episodes we've released to help you start surfing better. But not before you listen to this one. So why don't you light your doobie, crack your beer or seltzer water, and start taking notes. Here we go. Cheers, brother. Cheers, brother. Woo. <laughs> Let's hit this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me pull up this list. I got it. What is a kook, first of all? Let's let's hit that up real quick because you know what? I came up in that podcast with Dion recently. A kook is not a beginner, necessarily. It doesn't have to be. You can right. be humble, you can take the advice of people, whether they yell it at you or tell you very nicely, you know, like internalize it, think about it, and be better for it. And that is a very honorable, respectable beginner. Right. I mean we 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 grind on this subject a lot, like what's kooky and and what's just being a beginner and and like Kalani was like I'm a kook you know like like really good surfers claim to be a kook it's not it's not always a bad thing you know sometimes you should be claim you should you should have that humble approach and and but most of the time you know that's why we have like this never-ending list that we're about to hit you with is (laughs) there's so many ways to to be a kook so yeah, it's a blurry line between being a surfer and being a kook because even the best of surfers, like you said, Kalani claim it sometimes and just like almost enjoy it and revel in it. But anyway, here's some for sure not to do things, how not to be a kook. Number one, listen to KookCast. <laughs> Had to throw that in there, right? Yeah, I mean, we, get, we, we break down a bunch of these kooky things that'll get you on kook of the day and and i think a lot of you know a lot of people who come to us they're like thank you so much for saying for saying that on the podcast because i've been doing it my whole surfing life and and right. i didn't know that i was kooking it so bad right right that's the best where we don't even realize where you know it just kind of slips out like of course cuz you're not doing this and someone will come up to us afterwards and be like that's what i do all the time like and we're like oh wow we weren't even trying to tell people don't do that we just kind of fit into the context of the conversation and we're finding out even people are cooking it that way you know like we'll see a lot of those things on this list so let's get into the meat of it right on don't wear your leash when you're walking people and you know what the best part about this one is is they'll trip on it like five times in a row and keep just like oh uh, uh, step over it uh, oh there it is again uh, uh, and never think to just bend over and pick the thing up you know, pick up the slack if you are wearing it or preferably, you know, don't even wear it until you need it in the water. Right. As little time leashed up as possible. That's what right. I'm thinking. <laughs> that's, that's it. It's, couldn't be said better. All right. We're going on. Don't drop in on someone else's wave. I mean, this is kind of a big one. This is, I think we should all know this rule number one almost in surfing. It's, it'll it'll save you a lot if you just like make a mental decision like I don't drop in on waves that other people are are even like 
halfway into mm. or you know like if i do, i just turn and look away like in any real lineup that's what you do like you don't even really look at their wave you know if right. somebody's on that's- it you just turn and you don't even look you don't stare at them and <laughs> and and will them to fall you don't do that you just turn away it's not your wave and you're you're thinking about something else Right. Yep. I love the way you said that. Even if you like, even if they're starting to show interest in the wave and they're deeper, just start thinking about the next wave or the next wave or the next wave. There's plenty more waves. Got to move on. Right. This one right next, you know, if there's paddlers in your way, don't drop in. Same deal. Yeah. Seriously. No, you know what I wanted to say? I, I, this one leaped out to me real quick because it just happened the other day and I'm, I'm, I was on the inside scrambling, you know, and in this like swirl going deeper, but there was somebody right. And I, I got out of the way, but somebody next to me who was also in the same situation was now in somebody's way who was taking off on a wave. And Mm. I had this front row seat having just got out of the way myself to look and see this guy continue to paddle for the wave. And I was like, dude, do you do that in your car? If you see someone in the street, do you keep driving forward or do you press on the brakes? Like, dude, drive your surfboard like you drive your car. Yeah, yield. Holy moly. Yield, please. <laughs> uh, paddle with good, good technique. Mm. Come on. I mean, like, we're so tired of, like, looking at your chode your whole session. <laughs> please close your legs. And stop splashing all around the lineup. Like, just take it easy and just figure out how to paddle so it's not like a big scene every every second of your session. <laughs> well, I guess that's all there is to say about that. <laughs> yeah, but it's something to be proud of. It's one of those subtle little things that the finest of surfers do really most excellently. It's how you can spot them before they even ride a wave. So aspire to be that guy even before you're at that level of a wave rider. Be that level of a surfer as a paddler, you know, because you spend a big portion of your session paddling. So that's how you can be a great surfer for a lot of the time. Bam. And this this falls into like the etiquette category, you know, on on the beach. Don't drive fast in the parking lot. You know, there's people hanging out in the parking lot. They got there's boards all over the place. There's kids, there's dogs, you know, some some parking lots are are dirt parking lots. So you're stirring up like this big old cloud of dust and smoking everybody out. And it's it's such a bummer. Yeah, one of my and favorite you get, sayings. You get marked. You get marked as one oh, of those people. For sure. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And one of my favorite sayings is slow is pro, you know, and just seeing someone creep in, it's just like it, there's a style about being slow, you know, and uh, it's hard to put your finger on, isn't it? But like there's just something about good slow movements in a, the appropriate settings, you know, and the parking lot is the appropriate setting to be going slow, looking all around, radar on high sensitivity, 360 degrees, looking out for any little kid or little thing coming out of the woodworks and, and uh, boards on the ground, just like you said. Um, all right, uh, I'm going to hit this one next. Say sorry. I hate it when I see somebody run someone over and then just like look like deer in the headlights and, and get on their board and uh, pedal away. 
Like, but dude, like be a regular human. Say sorry. Yeah, it happens. Look, it's and it's gonna happen to basically everybody. You're gonna make the wrong call. You're gonna get way too close to somebody, and you're gonna almost kill them. And you should say sorry right away. <laughs> That's the first thing that you should say, and it usually disarms a situation pretty pretty big time. You know, because again, like. Yeah. Most people, I guess, aren't aren't used to hearing it. You know, they have a hard time saying it. So it's like, oh my God, what'd you say? They're thinking they're gonna come up trying to justify it like you always do. If you just say, I fucked up, I'm sorry, I'm trying never to make it happen again. You know, and then just, but say something, please. <laughs> right on. And for any situation, you know, anytime when you're in the wrong, or even if you're not sure. Apologize, like you said, disarms a situation and, and makes it a little easier to communicate and clear things up and, you know, make sure it doesn't happen again. All right, this is a good one. We're, we're always preaching this one, and especially in, like, crowded lineups where there's a lot of, like, surf schools and lessons going on. Paddle across the lineup on the outside and not the inside. Just, like, keeping space and, and giving your guys' self the best opportunity to not be in the way right go right way on. outside of everybody yeah and, and you know when you think that there's not a wave coming is not a good reason to go inside of surfers do we have to clarify outsides towards the ocean insides towards the beach relative to your position in the ocean so outside of the surfers means towards the ocean towards the horizon Anyway, if a wave's coming and someone wants to spin and give it a go, if you're on the outside of them, they're only going further away from you inside to catch that wave. But if you're right. on their inside, now you're something they have to consider. They have to negotiate. It might be a small deal. It might be a big deal, but it, it shouldn't be a deal at all. So paddle on the outside. All right, this is another etiquette thing. Like be, be a part of the solution. Pick up some trash. When you're down at the beach, show Mother Ocean a little love and respect and pick up some trash. Clean it up. Yeah, simple as that. Hey, listen, if you're new, you know you're a beginner, be real with yourself. And here's another point we have for you, how not to be a kook. Don't surf in the crowd if you're new. Be real. Think about maybe you skied before. How do you feel about the people who just get on their rental skis and go bombing it down the middle of the hill where everyone else is trying to carve it up and, and control themselves. It's just absurd, it's ridiculous. So it shouldn't be any different when you're on vacation and renting your surfboard. Don't go to the crowd. Find a zone where you can surf on your own, practice paddling, find a little wave. It's fun, trust me, it is. But you don't get to do the whole damn thing in one day. So if you're new, be willing to start the journey at the beginning. Well said, coach. Where are we? Where are we? Don't get pushed into waves. Ah. Oh man, there. we said it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we might have all gotten a little boost here and there, um, and it's it's fun, but it's not the way, folks. You got to learn how to catch your own waves, and you shouldn't be pushing anybody else in either. Right. That's pretty kooky. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's <laughs> All right, should we move on now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, if you can't paddle out by your own might and technique, you shouldn't be out. I mean, makes total sense to me. So that was that's what Mike Edwards taught me about no leash in it. Like that, that's where it all came in. He's like, mm. I don't surf with a leash because because then I don't put myself into bad situations. I'm always looking out 
thinking like, okay, worst case scenario, I get caught by the, the set of the day. Can I turtle that thing and still hold on to the board? Right. It's, it's that, that's, how, that's how I always use the, the no leash gauge, and that's how it kind of always kept me in check. Like, damn, if, and, I really have to sw- if I really have to swim out there, can I? Right, right. And that's, and that's basically how people that even use a leash should think. If I were to be out there without a leash, would I be mostly all right or not at all? You know, is my leash the, the difference maker right now for me? Because you can bet your bottom dollar that's the session your leash breaks, <laughs> you know? And that happened recently to one of the local little guys out here. He's been like doing the whole no leash thing. And then he's a great surfer. He's up and coming for sure. But one of these days recently, we had a good like combo of long interval and wind swell and he wore his leash you know thinking like oh now i can do whatever i want guess what happened it snapped and he learned a good lesson about being mindful of your board whether you have a leash on or not right mother ocean has that power to snap your leash on like a two to three foot day you know (laughs) like it doesn't take much right it just takes the wrong you know equation of of physics and boom that thing's gone Right, uh, right. Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, don't snake. Don't snake. So yeah, we, you, we kind of went back and forth on this one a little bit. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, it's funny because snake always meant to me, like, don't, like snake is, like, conniving and secret and, like, slithery, you know? And so for me, snaking was always back paddling. But you understand it more as just dropping in blatantly, right? drop like dropping in and you know like you you're like i don't know maybe you're you're quicker and faster than that other surfers on like a long board or something and you're on a little fish and you're like oh i I can just like leave this guy in the dust Mm. and just snake snake him and leave him behind eventually a section's gonna get him and i'm gonna get the wave (laughs) right something like that that's funny. So I think I feel like the reason that I think that snaking is back paddling is because I remember being a kid and being like, oh, no one's there. This is totally my wave. Starting to paddle for it, really getting in position. And as I'm like fully committed and standing up, someone's deeper than me and hooting me off the wave. Oh, and I'm like, what? what? You were not just there. And they snuck around me while I was setting it up and pack paddled me and got in a deeper position even after they had just gotten a wave. And I was like, wow, that's pretty snaky. You know, that's pretty like deceptive and like secretive. So I always had that understanding. But anyway, whether it's one or the other, don't be a snake. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, this one you got to say for us. Finish the wave. Finish your wave with control. Oh my gosh. You taught me this. There's so many, there's so many different ways that ways that you can do it without maintaining control that those are all the (laughs) kooky things, you know? Just figuring out how to control your board at the end is paramount. You know, straighten out, get on the tail heavy, sit down on your board. People will be like applauding you at the beach, you know. It just doesn't happen that often these days. And then there's another five different other ways that you can do it with more style and that can connect your surfing all together. And that's what we're always preaching. So start figuring out how to control your board at the end of the wave, please. Yeah, that, that I said it just recently to the team, you know, I was like, this is one of the simplest ways to really become and get on your way to being an excellent surfer. Whether you just stand there and ride waves straight in the pocket and don't do anything flashy. 
if you're just consistently pulling over the top of the shoulder or straightening out when you get closed out and dismounting it just it's such a completion it's such a bow on top of the package it's it's just beautiful and well done it's a refined characteristic it's mature there's just so many like reasons for it to be appraised and applauded and, and but, sought but after. But this is the problem though. Like nobody's really, nobody's really stressing any of that. You know, only the old heads are like, if you're not doing it, they're like bah, 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 under their breath, you know? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's like, please tell people you got to control the board, you know, like just stop diving off in shallow water, like a fucking swan dive. <laughs> you know, and almost breaking your neck every time thinking it's like a good idea, you know, if that it's kind of cool, you know. Like, oh, that was a really good dive. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just got it. You got to try it. Just try it, please. Just, just try it. <laughs> uh, and that really, that really goes nicely into the next point on the list, not by any, you know, level of uh, intention, but don't bail your board if a big wave is coming. It's the same sort of category of control and connection to your equipment. You know, in, like we said earlier, just surf like you don't have a leash. So if you bail your board because a big wave is coming, that also means you're swimming into the beach to go get it again. And on its way, it could mow down all the people on the inside. Like, come on. No, 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 no. If a big wave is coming, you need to learn the techniques you use to get through it. And if you can't do it or it scares you or it's, it's ner- whatever you can't surf that's a sign that's a red flag that's the water right that if if you consistently go to i'm bailing this fucking board then you got the wrong mindset it should be i'm holding on to this board no matter what and every once in a while it gets away from you if it gets violently ripped out of your hands that's the that's your other red flag whoa shit it's it's way more powerful out here than i thought it was maybe mm-hmm. today today's not my day maybe i should freaking head for the inside and go surf the inside bowl and be closer to the beach or something i don't know um it's it's a sign yeah yeah oh i like w- this one wetsuit apparel yeah. Come on, put your wetsuit on outside out and front side front. (laughs) Okay, people, long back zipper goes in the back, short chest zip goes in the front. I told this, I've only seen one person do, I'm sorry, I've only seen one person do this and this was like in the house at Christmas time when Uncle Uncle Paul got his new suit and and I don't know how we convinced him to go even try it on in the house, you know, but he went in and, and then he came out and we all thought he was totally joking, but he wasn't, it was outside, it was inside out long back zipper up front like like pinching is the nape of his neck like it was so bad and we all started busting up and it was pretty clear that he wasn't joking at that time and then we all really were rolling <laughs> like the second wave hit <laughs> exactly and then and then I was just telling brother chaser when we were putting this list together like We've all, we've, now we've all seen people wearing their wetsuit, like, in some funky, weird way. But, like, you know, when you have the chest zip on your, on your back, for one, you can't zip it. So you're going to, I've seen it so many times, you're going to need help. 
That's a, that's a big red flag if you can't put your wetsuit on by yourself and you need your girl or one of your buddies to, to come and figure this out. It just, it just went down a, a year ago and this guy, I saw him on the beach, that was the first red flag. And then I saw him paddle out and he, and he was like, I could see he was like, he kept trying to adjust it. And then I look at him and it's like really high up on his neck and like really cutting off the circulation. And I saw him like working so hard and I finally said, dude, you got that thing on backwards. And he kind of looked at me like I was fucking with him, but I was like, dude, it's on wrong. And then of course he had to get, he had to go back into the beach and his girl had to help him get it off and fucking turn it all around. And he came back out and he's like, thank you so much. This is so much better. But yeah, you got you got to figure it out, you know, like do some research, I don't know, at the sh- at the surf shop just to make sure that the guy shows you which way to put it on. I don't I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's pretty. I mean, sometimes you just got to look at the shape of the thing and it's pretty clear, but anyway, yeah, if you need knee help, pads, you know, the knee pads are a the big pads, give yeah. giveaway. <laughs> there. You got to be big in the giveaway. front. <laughs> Oh damn. Okay. Okay, this this is one for summer. All right. It's it's piping ass hot out. Please don't hang out all day in your wetsuit. Adults, you know, groms, they get a pass. They're in and out of the water all day. They don't care if they stink or smell or their wetsuit stinks or smell. But they're growing out of just, that thing anyway. Yeah, it's just it's just we see so many people just hanging out in the lot, you know. They like just have their wetsuits still pulled up. They got a towel over them. They're just steaming it up, and it, it's just, it's unsightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that really, that, that, that extends out of a lot too, doesn't it? You know, don't go shopping in your wetsuit. Don't go walking all the way down the beach in your wetsuit unless, I mean, I guess. I, there's a line somewhere there that you'll have to figure out for yourself what's the point where you can wear your wetsuit and then go in or where you're like, all right, let me pack a bag, bring my clo- walk in my clothes, change there. But, you know, like you start chafing up, you know, you're yeah. sweating and that, that dry rubber is rubbing all over. It, it, it really does damage into the sensitive areas. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> um, un- Uncle Chris and, and the cousins were trying to do that the other day. They're like, oh, we're going to surf La Fonda. Let's just suit up here. I'm like, no, it's too far of a walk. You guys are going to be messes by the time you get there. And then if you think it's okay to walk that far in your suit, you'll probably do it on the way back. And then you're going to be, you're going to be done, you know, for, for the rest of your surf trip there. You're going to be very tender. Uh, what else we got? Oh, we skipped one. And I really like this one because it's, it's, it's speaking to me slow down and that one I really I got to remind myself especially when we get a little swell or something exciting's going down and you just can't wait to get out there you get all amped up and then you end up stubbing your toe on a rock because you're in a rush or or just paddling for the wrong waves and not getting in rhythm right away and getting exhausted even though you see epic waves but you're not on them I mean there's a number of consequences that come from being all anxious those are just some of the very simple ones not really that consequential there's definitely more consequential versions of uh not being a slowed down calm thoughtful person but just slow down take a breath it, 
Yeah, it kind of reminds me, like, don't drive fast in the parking lot, you know, like, slow down, make sure you have everything you need before you leave the car, like, you have, make sure you wax up, you know, make right. sure you, you screw your fins in, you know, yeah. like, put sunscreen Go run over on. your surfboard over when you're pulling out, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, we've seen this, you know, yeah. ask us why we have this list. Yeah. We've, we've seen all these things. All of them, all of them. Um, where do we go? Uh, well, I had to go backwards for a second. Uh... Okay, don't hang off the side of your board and, like, in the impact zone, standing on the rocky bottom. Yeah. <laughs> don't just, don't just do, like, go in or go out. Right. Make a decision. Don't hang out there. And mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're jumping off the side of your board because you think that's the best way to get through waves, then you're, you've missed the mark there, too. Because mm. you're, you know, you got your vehicle to help you get through these white waters. You can turtle roll it, but you got to get some forward momentum before it hits you. And hanging off the side of the board is just doing the exact opposite. It's like you're dead weight, just in the way, getting pushed in to the beach when you're trying to go back out. Yeah, it's one of the most vulner- vulnerable positions you can be in in the lineup. Like not only in the impact zone. And, and where surfers are surfing and waves are breaking, but not on your board properly to move in a moment's notice. You know, it's just like double whammy, like really, yeah, just like laying down in the middle of the road kind of a thing. Okay, we, we kind of we touched on this with the no snaking, don't be a snake is just like true back paddling. I know a lot of people don't know what we're talking about here with the whole back paddling situation. And even surfers who say they know, they're, they're showing us day in and day out that they're snaky because they're, they're taking advantage of other people who are trying to do the right thing. I mean, they might not really know how a lineup goes, but they're waiting their turn. They're not like frothing and paddling around people and deceiving them and ending up closer to the peak and calling people off waves. That's that's back paddling. You're going to you're going to be red flagged. People are going to want to burn you and mm. you're not going to be popular in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The burning thing, you know, it's it, it kind of astounds me. We actually we we had a situation, didn't we, this winter where somebody really frothed out and was excited about getting waves and might have got a little too excited and paddled past a few guys that had been waiting their turn. And so when they got on a great wave, the guys who were waiting their turn still took their turn. And, you know, the, per- you know, it's it, and so the person who felt like they were in better position, really, they weren't as soon as they crossed that line of crossing the person who was next in line. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 a pretty it's a, it's one of those things that can be subtle or, or very blatant. But it, it's a thing. It's a thing. And if you are going past somebody and getting waves because of that move. You know, like we always talk about how it can be vague because in a peaky situation, you paddle far enough away. That's a different scenario. Right. But if you're just going five, ten feet past someone just so that you have better position after you had just gotten your turn, that's blatant back paddling. It's pretty fucking rude. And most people who are back paddlers, they, they do it like one after another after another. You Serial know? back paddler, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... If you're one of those people, I'm telling you, it's it's not it's not a good habit to get into. It might pass at your local break 
where you're uh, uh, cut above the rest of the people out there. But when you get into a real lineup situation where people are taking tabs and keeping close eyes on, on how people are conducting themselves in the lineup, you're going to get yourself into some trouble. Ooh, and that's sketchy to get yourself in trouble in a place where you're trying to get along and like fit in and get to know the locals. That's not how you want to get to know the locals. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Ooh, ooh, this one I like because it reminds me of when I was a Grom. Don't pretend you want to wave and then back out of the last second. I did it once in my life. Once. Because after I did that, I was like, I'll never do that again. I had hell to pay. The boys, I actually grew up and learned how to surf in an area where there was a pretty good little beach break. And when it turned on, I was always there. You know, my dad would go sailing and I'd always paddle out. Yeah. And occasionally those days I'd paddle out would be pumping good and all the boys would show up, all the local older guys. And I remember backing down on waves uh, or backing down on a wave, a good wave I was in the spot for. And they gave me so much shit, a little grom. They fucking heckled me all session. So ever since then, I would just send it, whether head over heels, uh, head first, or making it, didn't matter. All was better than not going. Moral of the story, do just just go. You know, if you're just you've, <laughs> you've put yourself in the situation, there's no backing out. I mean, a lot of ways you can sit up on your board and pull back and and not get sucked over, but. A lot of the times it's like you're already way too committed and that that move's not going to work. So you better just keep your head down and practice your late drop tech, you know, technique. Right, right. There's you've said this so many times in the podcast and previous episodes, but there is so much more glory in in wiping out when you just commit to a wave. You know, if you're in the spot and everyone's looking, just go even if you're going head first down everyone's gonna you're gonna come up and everyone's cheering you'll get more cheer yeah more cheers than than actually making the wave a lot of the time you know it's, it's just so entertaining <laughs> and you got and that's just something you have to kind of develop in you as a surfer because it's so like hit or miss and you get you only get these certain opportunities for that really critical drop you know, very, you know, very rarely. So just like own it and just start training yourself. Like, okay, I'm set up for this wave. It might, you know, it might morph and, and mutate a little bit and put me in a weird situation. But in your head, you're just saying, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Mm. So that other people know you're going, you're going, you're going too. Right, 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 right. All right, uh, moving on. Don't get into near-miss situ- situations every session. Yeah, right? Just, just in terms of, in, I think of this as like, just keep space, you know? Like people who get in near-miss situation, uh, yeah, near-miss situations every session are always sort of near danger anyway. Paddling out straight in front of people or staying too tight to where the waves break instead of going wide into the channel or just, you know, taking measures to keep the distance initially and not waiting until you're like, oh, shit, this surfer's closing in on me, you know, because by then it's too late. You can't do much. And it's it's a serious problem. Like if if you go to any beginner break, you know, who a lot of these beginners, they didn't have anybody to kind of like bring them into the into the fray and show them like some really basic foundational things of how to keep your safe self safe in the lineup and how to stay out of like the number one rule in surfing is what don't turn your back on the ocean and stay the fuck out of the way you know it's like um it's got to be really high on the list you know and and 
there's so many new surfers out there that they kind of, I don't know, they treat it just like a, a regular other sport where you are kind of like always really close to people and it's okay. Hmm. But now we're hmm. in the ocean and it's so unpredictable and we got these boards with fins on them and, you know, like it's it's a miracle. We sit out on the beach and, and look out at any beginner break and just one after another, it's it, they're truly. That's why I call them a near miss. Because if something was a little bit different, then that whoever just almost got their head taken off, basically got their head taken off, and they're out of here. You know, they're getting carted away. So it's it. You can't let that become a norm. You know, it should be. It <laughs> right. should be very rarely that you get into that position where you almost hit somebody or somebody almost hits you. Right. Oh, where are we? Don't wax your board with the fin on the ground. Red flagger. I've seen this from? Yeah, I've seen this, and I've seen some good surfers do this. It just blows. It does blow me. It doesn't make any sense to me as a, from a board builder's uh, perspective. Like you have all the weight of the board, like down on the fins you we're always trying to protect the the fins and the fin boxes and the actual fins you know and not beat them up and put unnecessary pressure it's so easy to like get your box to do a little a little stress crack or one of the you know even if it looks like it's just in the hot coat it really is too easy uh to have that stuff go down so putting your big old log down on the ground, all that weight on the fin box, it just, it makes no sense to me. Well then, and then adding the, the you know, rubbing wax into the board and grinding it down into the parking lot, you know, like you can almost sometimes see on like the big single fins, it like going wonka wonka, you know, like wavering at the fin box, you know, like flexing there. And it's like, well, wow, if you do that every time that you wax up your board, you're going to eventually wiggle that thing free, you know, yeah. start cracking it and just, yeah, it is weird. And, and you've always said this too, but the bottom of the board is the part that interacts with the water. That's where like a shaper is taking very careful passes with the planer and then the hand sand to do, to make the contour, bottom contour. So whatever they envision, you know, perfectly as they see and now you're just going to put it down on pebbles or rock, you know, it's just like, ouch, right. like cringe. Yeah. yeah. Do it for your board builder, if anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, um, peeps, you got to tighten up your game getting into the water and getting out. Like if you're, if that's a sketchy spot for you, then you need to take a beat, check out how the people who surf there often, how they get into the water and how they're not struggling or falling down or getting the board ripped out of their hands. Like it's got, it needs to be a smooth entrance into the water. And I'm just adding getting out of the water as well. Yeah, totally. I think maybe in some cases getting out can be trickier because the instinct is to look in the direction you're walking. And you have to like train yourself to also remember that waves, especially in the shore pound and that ankle deep water are just going like pew, pew, and ankle slappers, but they're punchy little things and they can take your feet out, maybe buckle your knee. Um, you know, I mean, we've, we've personally experienced a, a situation where in ankle deep water, a student had a board hit them right in the neck as they were just bending over casually to take their leash off. 
and a tiny little ankle high wave, not even, just caught the rail of her board that was sideways and flipped it up and clicked her in the neck and up oh, there, three day affair. You know, gotta go do all the tests and check it. Thank God it was all fine, but had to do the due diligence and check it all out. And we're in a remote beach in Costa Rica, so we're flying to the capital and like, what a big deal it turned out to be all because just in ankle deep water wanted to take my leash off and never mind my board i'm not out i'm not doing it anymore you know yeah we, we definitely oh talk gosh. about that and and remind people all the time because we know how quick it can happen and mm-hmm. and if somebody's not taking that that serious you know we're like whoa i need to get my space away from this client for one and i'm trying to tell them like make right, sure the yeah. tail of your board is up and not going to get caught by this little this little wave and, and just like ruin your day. And mm-hmm. uh, oh, we see this all the time, don't we? Don't paddle out your shortboard when the surf doesn't call for it. You know, I, I the, to me, this is just the right tool for the right job. Yep. What would you think if you called in a carpenter and you're like, <laughs> hey, I need this done and this done and this done. And, you know, he's got to hammer a few nails and he walks in with a screwdriver. And like, what, what would he do with that? I don't know, maybe tap the nail with the end of the screwdriver or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, and like, or, or he needs to cut something off, you know, so he pulls out like a fishing line. It's, I, I don't know, I'm just right. making shit up. But like, if a carpenter didn't use the tool he should use, and, and that's something that's more obvious to people, wouldn't you think a little less of him as a carpenter? Maybe he didn't know his trade very well. And so that's kind of what it looks like when somebody is paddling out on a shortboard, like a performance little chip, in, in mushy two-foot surf. And everybody like, else is on longboards. I mean, just open your eyes, folks. Like, you know, I understand not everybody has a full quiver and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, like, again, I'm using Sano as a, as a reference. There's other waves, you know, there's other waves that are beach breaks and more suited and lower and, and trestles all over, you know, all these places, but... There's a reason why everybody's learning the longboard and honing their longboard skills at certain waves, and it it doesn't call for, uh, you know, Huntington hopping your way through a little mushy one to two footer. Mm-hmm. Get the get the right board. Shit, get a foamy. I don't know. Just don't <laughs> paddle out your short board. Where are we at? All right. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Simple as that. Oh my God. You know, like everybody thinks that surfers are all relaxed and cool and, and, you know, giving waves away and hooting and shakas and like, that's not the case all the time. And a lot of, a lot of, you know, peeps are eggy and they only have 30 minutes to surf and they just, they got the whole wrong mentality going out there and they end up coming off and being dicks and and really like souring everybody else's time out there so just don't be that guy if if you're in Mm. that if you're in that type of mentality or space like go surf away from other people and yell and scream and splash the waves and things like that right right yeah just don't be that guy bring the good vibes for sure um i you kind of hinted on this right just in your last remark there but give a wave a day I like that, and I said that to one of our uh, one of our teammates recently. He's one of the better surfers on the team, and uh, he gets he gets excited, you know, and the waves are good. And I understand it, but I had to remind him, like, dude, 
it's it feels good also to hoot somebody into a wave like let one pass under you float over it and just watch from the top of the wave as somebody paddles down the face of it you know as and and while you're hooting them in like it give a wave away it's it's so nice and it totally comes back around it that speaks to me like we're gonna do another episode about this but just like being a good surfer like you don't it's not just how many waves you get and what you do on those waves but it's like the the whole package you know like i was talking about everybody thinks surfers are all relaxed because they're in the ocean all the time and they're getting cleansed or whatever and like be be that person you can be that person you can have the ocean affect you in a super positive way where you're just a nicer person in the water and on land and let it let it be that yeah recognize the infinite of the the ocean and the waves you know and 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 just be yeah in tune with that abundance of the the world and and ocean that it, there's plenty more ways for you and it's just such a it's it's an admirable trait when you see that in somebody like a calm about getting waves like they're not worried about that wave that they missed or could have had or something like that that's what really good surfers do they go out there and and they they're like oh this isn't like the bet this isn't the best wave I'm not gonna go on that and they just let it go on through and then send and then mm. somebody else snags that wave you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and they're just they're just taking their time and they're you know they're they're getting the best waves out there but they're also allowing everybody else to just function and maybe maybe you're giving them I don't know I mean I wouldn't say give them a bunch of tips and stuff like that but just giving them a wave is a pretty pretty real deal way to set yourself apart in a lineup where everybody's like i'm just here to get mine i'm just just trying to get mine no offense to (laughs) you i like this uh this addition from chaser brother chase get the lay of the land from the beach from the channel from the inside i really like that because i you know i've i've I didn't think much about that kind of thing. I take it for granted because I really do. That's something I feel I'm good at. I love to understand where I'm at. You know, I love to like paddle out from different parts of a new break and and see what feels right, what's awkward, what's strange. Where am I in relation? You know, where is my beach set up when I'm here? Where is my beach set up when I'm here? Look back over there. Look back over there. Get my lineups. Like it's such a really good. It's it's the sailor in me for sure. But you know, I've I've paddled out with people where we get outside and I deliberately move us down the beach or something and they look back and they're like, oh yeah, look, there's the lot right there. We're still in front of where we were. And it's like, no, no, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like, you don't know that we're 100 yards down the beach right now? Yeah. And it's, 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 it comes up, it totally comes up. So that's a really good tip to keep in mind. Like, look around you when you're at the beach. Look around you when you're paddling out. Don't just be so, like, horse carriage in Central Park, you know, like tunnel vision in front of you. Look around. I, I like this. Somebody said it one time to me. I don't remember who it was, but they were like, radar on. Radar on. 360 degrees. Yep. Keep it all in the vision. Even though your eyes are in front, look around you. Really like that. I really like that. Um, this is, I mean, this is kind of an opinion, I guess. I was talking with Brother Chaser about this. Every surfer's different, and we all go out for different reasons. But, like, it's not. it's not like happy hour let's chat it up out here you know <laughs> rap about all the other shit that's going on in your life like i'm not really i'm not really looking for that i'm looking for some peace and serenity and 
I'm out here to, you know, get a great workout. Forget all that, (laughs) too, you know? Sometimes people are out there to kind of let it be back there on land, and here I am escaping it, you know? So... I, I, so, well, you never even said it. Don't talk too much. <laughs> Don't talk too much and yap and all the whole session long. You know, if, if you hit it off with somebody and you got something good to talk about, then go, you know, by all means, but just like, don't pollute the whole lineup with your, with your banter, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know how to do it. Be sensitive to it. It's one of those things like you can sense when you're disturbing the piece or when it's totally acceptable. Just, just be mindful. Um, treat the lineup like a lineup, make space. And if you miss a wave, get to the end of the line. Yeah. That's not a popular opinion, but it is truth. Right. Right. I don't know how we're gonna, how we're gonna persevere through this one because it seems like it's, it's, you know, waning and, and it's just going out the window, you know, like lineup etiquette and, and any, vision of an actual lineup actually working you know where where people get their turn and they get a wave without people dropping in on them or back paddling them um it's if you've ever been party to it it's it's actually pretty great when when it's working Mm. yeah it feels right feels like order yeah, and and again, it really opens the door for that like good vibes between everybody because everybody's kind of getting the same chance, you know. And if and it's natural, you're gonna blow it every once in a while. You're gonna be in the spot. You're gonna turn around, and just the way you pulled yourself down on the board was a little off or whatever, and you just you don't nail your stand up, and you and you get rolled. Um, and it's that's okay. That's okay, but just make sure mm-hmm. you know that that was your opportunity, that was your shot, and now you got to go to the end of the line or just work your way to the end. If you're ready for another wave, then go to where there's not the pecking order anymore, you know, right, where right. it's just kind of open. And, and uh, it's really important to figure this one out. Folks. Yeah, it's 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 long term investment into your reputation as a surfer, you know, because I don't think there's there might be sessions where it's noticeable right away and some maybe local or somebody recognizes you for doing that. But it's more so something that you just get recognized for as like who you are, you know, not in a case by case scenario. But over time, people are like, that guy always respects the line, you know, gets yeah. a wave and goes in or even misses a wave and like lets the next guy go and doesn't think the next three tries are his until he gets a wave. You know, that's that's and this is why we talk so much and preach so much about going to find your own space and going to surf on your own and getting your own peaks. Because if you want to be a greedy, get every wave you can surfer, that's totally fine. You just can't do it in the crowd. You got to go find your own peak that every wave is yours because you're the only one there. Right. And that's so real. That's so realistic. Like, just take your eyes off of where the crowd is surfing and look up and down the beach. And all of a sudden the world opens up and you're like, oh, my God, look, nobody's on that peak. Nobody's over there. What the hell? And go surfing. What is, every, surfing, what is everybody waves. doing in the same spot? I don't know. You know, it's it's <laughs> a, like a it's an aha moment, and you should get you guys should just keep looking for that some open space. And to wrap it all up, don't be a drama queen. You know, sometimes sometimes <laughs> you do get snakes. Someone sometimes someone does back paddle you. 
you know, don't yell and scream and, and like be like a soccer player falling all over the ground. Like, you know, just... <laughs> that's such a good fun. Oh yeah. Those guys, man, they such drama queens. Have, you know, you're, you're entitled to have a word with somebody if, if they're burning you or back paddling you, but you can keep your cool. You know, you don't have to make it like a bigger deal than it than it really needs to be. You know, keep the mm. keep the the whole lineup as it as it should be. You know, we all make mistakes, um, and you, sometimes you're you're given, sometimes you're receiving. So, right, right on, coach. This is this is fun to work through this one. Um, I'm sure we'll be able to put together like a whole new list in about a year. Or so we'll be ready to. I bet we will. Next summer. Next summer. This is a summer episode for sure. Yeah, it's a good one to prep you up for summer. All right, Coach. Well, always good to chat with you. That was a good one. We will catch you next week, peeps. Woo!